Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Haunted Heart Podcast with your hosts, Katie and Kenny. Kenny and Katie. Kenty and Kenny, if you will. Yeah. It took me too long to do that in my head. I think I'm I'm struggling today. Struggling mentally. Okay. With you, words, which you, is unfortunate as a podcaster, I have to I say. I was going to say, um, I feel like words mm. are important with podcasting. But Being able to speak clearly, uh, concisely, and communicate effectively uh, would be near my top five skills for podcasters. <laughs> near. It'd be near. You know? Near your top five you skills. Know, top, top skill? Just figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Grittiness. Grittiness. I would say perseverance. I would say grit is probably my top. Mm-hmm. That's what I look for. That's pretty much what I look for in everything. Mm-hmm. You got and, grit, I got you. And a strong disinterest in Twitter, I will say. Yes. That as well. You can't mm-hmm. take Twitter too seriously. No. I mean, it's called Twitter for fuck's sake. Twitter. You tweet twit. on Twitter. Twit. Twit. Fucking tweet. twit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. Twitter's fine. If you love Twitter, that's okay. We love you. And despite your flaws. It's my- anyway. <laughs> no, we hope you guys have had an excellent week. We hope everything went well for you. Um, no, we hope nothing crazy has happened. Um Someone like that's listening had like all of the above happen and they're just feeling some type of way right now, I bet. Mm-mm. But struggling, anyway. struggling. So you have a or you had an off week this week. I did. An off <laughs> in more ways than one. In no. more ways than one. So on today's episode, I did this lazy ass motherfucker sitting across from me finally decided to let me weeks. have a goddamn week off. It Thank was, you, no, babe. Literally for the past two weeks, I, I think know. you did most of mm-hmm. the research. Hundred one hundred. Um, I just showed up, <laughs> and that's what I did tonight. Showed up to the best of my ability. Mm-hmm. That is true. So I said, you know what? I texted her and I was like, you know what, girl? I'll let me just let me do the research this week, <laughs> girl. You, let me help you. You lay back. Did she respond? No. Um, I got it and I said cool not at all she did not so I took that um, as yes I said cool (laughs) it's fine but before we get into my surprise topic because Katie does not have any clue I literally have no ID so (laughs) how was that so usually yeah so usually we're curating around a topic, so we kind of have an idea of what's going on. But we even don't... though it seems like we have no idea what the fuck we're doing, usually we do kind of have some vague, um, some vague understanding of what we're going to talk about, even if the other one is doing the research. But I literally have no idea because, as you heard, I didn't respond to the text message. I said, <laughs> "Great, <laughs> sounds like story time." <laughs> Yes. Um, but before we get into that, I believe you have something that you would like to share with us. Katie. I do. So y'all know I'm a Virgo overachiever. I can't I can't be coming in here empty handed. I can't just let Kenny give me a week off. I have to come with something. I have to bring something to the table because I have a <laughs> constant need for validation in the form of praise. <laughs> Or so my therapist says. So, 
I brought y'all a story of my own. Of your own? Well, not of mine. (laughs) So we were forwarded this email by a listener who works for a corporation. We're going to get real vague. Um, You know we like to get you the capital T truth, but in some cases it will get a motherfucker fired. Mm -hmm. So we're keeping it nice and vague. Listener uh, forwarded us an email that they received on the job. So this is an email that is being sent to a major, you know, corporations like customer service team, if you will, <laughs> to set the stage for you. And I don't know what this is. I just I read a little bit of it when I saw it come through the email, but I told Katie I was like, no, I'm just not gonna I'm just not gonna. Yes. So I'm gonna be just as surprised as you guys are. This is live reaction, folks, except not live because this is pre recorded. <laughs> keeping it real (laughs) with you always 110 percent of the time no so uh this was forwarded to our haunted heart podcast email because the listener thought that we would be particularly interested in the content of this email which again sent to the customer service team of a major corporation got it got it all right the subject is caution All caps, one exclamation point. (laughs) And I need you to know that there is no punctuation in this email anywhere. So I'm going to just try to get my breath where I can, and we're going to roll on through together. I want you to know something, Caroline Zalig or Duke. I'm copying your fucking pictures that is needed to carry out my spells of death against you. I'm going to put your pictures at the cemetery on the cruise of souls to cause bad luck in your whole life. I want you to know one thing, Carolyn Sardag Ukradukal. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> I'm going sacrifice next Friday a black he goat and invoke a curse in all his pictures. It's a death upon you. I'm going sacrifice next Friday a black he goat and invoke a curse in all his pictures. It's a death curse upon you. Such is the force of magic and my spells that Caroline Zalog Erducal Mexican gang of lost to my spell. You guys are all clothes robbers. <laughs> This seal is the holy fire spell, multicolor, red, yellow, war, all caps, fitness gem, to unload negative energies of demon possession. Now she's a black angel, an angel, and his most ardent fetishes that delivers arrows dipped in a poison that is lethal. Let her languish a drop of blood a day and being aged die of this folly in the darkness of rock and roll is used to cast an evil spell i will come to you after fixing the demon the power of two spell is the only guarantee listen now and listen well launch away love spell about the gay girls i do bloody spell upon death and destruction ruth meadows smith's moara ainai and caroline zilog urducal about the girls in la california USA. I want you to know something, Caroline Zilog Erdugal. I'm copying your fucking pictures that is needed to carry out my spells of death against you. I'm going to put your pictures of the cemetery on the cruise of souls to cause bad luck in your whole life. I want you to know one thing, Caroline Zilog Erdugal. I'm going to sacrifice a black he-goat and invoke a curse in all his pictures. It's a death curse upon you. I'm going to sacrifice a black he-goat 
and invoke a curse in all his pictures. It's a death upon you, such as the force of magic in my spells that Caroline Zilog Erdugal Mexican gang of lost to my spell. You guys are all clothes robbers. I cast a spell of darkness. I cast a spell to attract it. And if it turns out to be you who's attracted to me and the magic of their singing, cast its spell of death in your body that casts a spell on the sea. I sacrifice this black goat once I cast its spell, this death into their body will stay. You will become the queen of hell, Caroline Zilog Erdugal. You were dating a homecoming queen as a gift to the queen of the underworld offered the queen of hell voodoo around midnight. Period. (laughs) One sentence. Whole thing. One sentence. Listen. (laughs) I'm going to tell you what, Caroline... Zydug or Dougal, I hope you're doing all right, babe. Listen. Thoughts and prayers, hon. <laughs> Did he leave five stars? <laughs> That's what I want to know. No idea. I don't know. Is, he, is she, what? they, it, entity. Oh, I don't know. Oh, my God. Oh, it's a my lot. God. Carolyn Zerdugal. Caroline Zylog or Dougal. I hope she's oh, doing girl. all right. Girl, he's got... He's sacrificing he goats and magic and spell. I'm confused. It's a lot. I want to know what the fuck he is smoking. I want to know what item. I want to know why you think it's a he. It it sounds like a he. You think it's a he? I mean, only a man could write something that fucking dumb. I mean, clearly we've got a little bit of, um, we've got some mental illness happening for sure. Um, no it's, matter what sex the person is, they're that's definitely. A, that's a little more than your standard trolling. Yeah, that's it's, like it's a lot. There's a lot riding on that. Oh wow. Yeah, it's pretty good. Oh my. It's, it's pretty good. So you know, no matter how bad your week was, um, <laughs> I bet you didn't fucking write an email like that to fucking Target. I and mean, it wasn't Target. That wasn't the corporation. But think about it. If you're just there and you're checking your customer experience surveys for whatever corporation you're working for, <laughs> and then you just receive that, I mean, do you post it for the employees to see? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have an employee named Caroline Zalag Erdugal, like, you need to I, go ahead and get... I was going to say... Give uh, her a heads up. Yeah, if there's a Caroline there, then... Uh, ma'am, I'm gonna need for you to come into the office. Baby, you need some sage, you need some salt, we need to get you some protection. She said, and then he, or whoever it was, said something about she was gonna be the queen of hell? Maybe. I'm not really, I think there's a lot of different players happening here. For a split second, I thought we had just gotten into, like, a weird time loop, because... He repeated, or they repeated for themselves. Sure. For sure. And so mm-hmm. I, I was over here, and I'm like, did she just... No. <laughs> I was like, did she just start over? No, that was verbatim. That was verbatim. Wow. And I understand it might seem like I got confused on the lines, but I did the thumb trick, you see. So I knew what line I was on, oh, you see, okay. where you put your thumb at the beginning of the line. I used to do that when uh, when they call on me in school to read because I would be so fucking nervous that I was going to bug it up. Oh, I used to do that, too. So 100%. I used to count who was like when I was going to be or like mm-hmm. what, what segment yes. I was so going to read. So you know what paragraph? Yeah. So that I could prepare. Yes. But then they would do pop reading where the teacher would just fucking randomly switch that shit yeah. up in the middle of sentences and shit. That 
That shit was savage. I always did it because I could never stand being seen as one of those kids who, like, didn't know how to read. <laughs> I couldn't stand being seen as one of those illiterate fucks. No, I'm serious, <laughs> though. But, like, I would, you would sit in class and you'd have those kids and be like, uh... Uh, and they'd sit there and read it and like, you know, no I shade I mean, probably because they were being fucking put on the God-blessed spot. Like, but, I mean, no shade towards As a them, child. But, I mean, I mean, I'm just saying, I could read better. Anyway. <laughs> so much and I so wanted to make that it I known. now do it in my free time in the form of a podcast. Exactly. I can read that good. <laughs> the whole motivation is just like a... Like some strange need for reading validation. Yeah, that's true. It's interesting. Well, that was interesting. And that was a delightful... I really hope we haven't invoked some horrible thing. <laughs> oh, like it was a can- an incantation or something? And they sent it to you to fuck you up. Uh-huh. Oh, and if you get a certain number of people to read it, then it like opens a portal to hell? Maybe. Maybe if you say mm. Catherine's name like a certain number of times. I tell you what. She actually is the queen of hell and that's who sent it. And so if you say her name a number of times and it like releases her and she's like free to roam about the earth. You know what? I would have expected some punctuation though. You know, mm. from the queen of hell. Like I definitely, I'm going to need some punctuation. Well, maybe she had an assistant send it over. Actually, this week I saw a really funny stand-up routine. It's probably old. Um, I don't know what year it's from, but it's Rowan Atkinson does um, Toby from Hell. So do yourself a favor and fucking Google that because it's funny as shit and you will find it hilarious if you listen to the show. Um, He's like the admin assistant of Hell. And he's like directing everyone. Actually, you would probably find that I was going to say, this sounds like... It's very much like... (laughs) The admin assistant, like, we're going to just direct these groups of people in. We're going to get everybody where they need to be (laughs) and have a fucking fabulous day roasting in the pit of eternal damnation. Oh, sounds like a great job. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. It has wonderful benefits. It's pretty funny. So that's Rowan Atkinson. It says stand up. It's very funny. Awesome. Yeah. Well, I will look into that. So um, that was a delightful story that you told. And fitting enough, um, it was, I would say it's rather grim. And uh, that's kind of the tone that we're going to take today. Are you going to tell me Grimm's fairy tales? I am. Are you really? Yeah. Aww. <laughs> that's how good we are. We can fucking like, I just read that shit right off you. Uh-huh. While you hit Grimm. Okay, cool. I'm going to take it a little, I'm going to make things a little God more bless. grim. What a story. Story time. Yes. But before we get into that, I wanted to... Because first of all, for those of you who aren't aware, fairy tales are fucking scary. Absolutely. These were things that were not meant to be cute nursery rhymes. These were like cautionary tales that's like, don't do shit or you'll get fucked up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My parents, there was actually a um, like a fairy tale that was localized only to like my family. Um, there was this one particular restaurant in town that we used to go to that had a statue of Little Boy Blue. I'm guessing that's who it was because it was like this little boy, but it was a porcelain statue, so it was very shiny, like his face and his arms and everything was like super shiny. He was wearing a straw hat and like overall, like denim overalls. And then there was, like, a sheep statue somewhere else on the wall or whatever. But, like, they would tell me that, like, if I didn't finish my food 
that like the restaurant would turn me into like a statue like that little boy that's why i'm chubby today yeah i just had an abusive stepfather who mentally did that for me but anyway (laughs) i mean for fucking real like that's some bullshit my parents actually told me that as a child i'm like this is why i have fucking problems with eating food (laughs) like true So what I want to do is get into a little bit of a backstory. So we had several uh, several writers were famous for their fairy tales, but none quite as famous as the Brothers Grimm. Oh, you know, G-Room. So a little bit of backstory. So you had the eldest brother, Jacob Ludwig Carl. It's a strong name. Grimm. Ludwig I just love Carl. that fucking last name. Grimm? Like, why couldn't I? Yes. Yeah. Grimm. I actually like it as the first name. Oh, that would be nice. Grim. Grim. Mm-hmm. First one to have a baby. Mm-hmm. We gonna snatch that name up. <laughs> Too bad we just told every fucking body. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I, I appreciate the combination of the names Ludwig and Carl. It's a lot. It's strong. It's strong, but it, it is a lot. It says, I'm classy, but I can still break redneck I'm on I'm a that little ass. smart-assy still. 100%. Like Ti said, articulate. Yes, but still, a snatch somebody up by a collar quick. That is true. So he was born on the fourth of January, seventeen eighty-five, and his brother Wilhelm Carl Grimm was born on the twenty-fourth of February, seventeen eighty-six. Wow, seventeen eighties! I didn't realize that they that they were that. Um, I guess new. I mean, it's still a ways back, but like the 1780s. I'm like, what? <laughs> 1780s. Well, no. I mean, I felt like, I mean, no, no lie, straight up with you. I mean, I'm thinking they were from like the fucking 1300s, 1500s, like some bullshit like that. Like, but they actually don't even predate America, which is interesting. Yeah. That's very interesting. I did not realize they were that recent. Yeah, they are. Um, both were born in Hanau in the... I'm not even going to try and pronounce all of this pre-war bullshit, so we're just going to say Germany. Not even going Got to. Got it. Got it. Um, what is now present-day Germany is where they were born. Got it. All right. Um, so, their parents, uh, Philip was a jurist. Is Their mother, uh, Dorothy, um, she did things. <laughs> <laughs> she did things. She did things. I think she was described as the daughter of a... Clerk, not clergyman, but uh, somebody. Okay, she not an some- activity, just literally being someone's child, but yep. we can move on. Yep. I'm sure she, she did a lot of child. activities. They were the <laughs> second and third eldest surviving siblings in a family of nine children, three of whom died in infancy. In 1791, the family moved to the countryside town of Steinau when Philip was employed there as a district magistrate. The family became... Very prominent members of the community. They had the finest cows that side of the fence. Ah. Yes. That's how you know someone is wealthy when they have the finest cows. Mm-hmm. All their cows wore top hats <laughs> and had little, like, smoking smoking handle things. That the is little true. cigarette holders. Fine. Fine cows. Fine cows. <laughs> so they had a really nice home, um, and they were... Fairly happy and fond of the country life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were educated. It suited Ludwig Carl well. It did. It did. 
Uh, as children, they were educated at home by private tutors, uh, receiving strict instruction as Lutherans that instilled in both of them a lifelong religious faith. Uh, later on, they attended some local schools. In 1796, their father died of pneumonia, uh, which plunged the family into poverty. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they were forced to relinquish their servants and large house. I fucking hate it when that happens, I mean, you know? it's awful. I mean, I feel like that it's is so probably, annoying. You know what that is? That's the equivalent of canceling cable nowadays. <laughs> really? <Yes. laughs> it's a tough day. We had to get rid of the servants. That's a tough to day. Save some pennies. I called DirecTV. <laughs> Direct servants? It's serious. <laughs> Direct SV. Direct servants. <laughs> Um, Dorothy depended on financial support from her father and sister, who was the first lady in waiting at the court of William the First. What do ladies in waiting do? They wait. Yeah. I mean, that's. They do nothing. I feel like that was the obvious. They do nothing. I I feel like it might be. They wait for a man. I feel like it might be one of those jobs where it sounds like it's like really fucking like lazy shit, but then you get there and they need you to like fucking sew linens and shit. Yeah. Like I feel like that's what that fucking shit is. And Probably. I'm not into that. So the brothers left Steinau and their family in seventeen ninety eight to attend and here I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to say this. <clears throat> Friedrich's gymnasium. It was frightening. Yeah. In Castle. Uh, which had been arranged and paid for by their aunt. By then, they were without a male provider, because their grandfather had died that year, uh, forcing them to rely entirely on each other. And they became exceptionally close, despite being very different in temperament. Uh, Jacob was seen as very introspective, and Wilhelm was outgoing, but often suffered from uh, ill health. And they're very young at this point, yeah? Yes. Okay. Yeah, still very young. Now, they both shared um, a very strong uh, work ethic and excelled in their studies. Uh, In Castle, they became acutely aware of their inferior social status um, relative to, quote, high-born students who received more attention. Still, each brother graduated at the head of his class, Jacob in in 1803 and Wilhelm in 1804. Now, after their graduation from the Friedrichs Gymnasium, The brothers attended the University of Marburg. The university was small with about 200 students, and there they became painfully aware that students of a lower social status were not treated equally. They were disqualified from admission because of their social standing. That's fucking ridiculous. Just saying. Hmm. And had to request um, uh, approval to study law. Whereas wealthier yeah. students received uh, stipends and all this other stuff, but the brothers were excluded even from tuition aid. Wow. Yeah. Their poverty kept them from student activities or university social life, but this worked in their favor because they pursued their studies with extra vigor. Hmm. So the- what we're kind of seeing is like a family... like. The brothers started out very early in life as super wealthy people. Mo- yeah, who, I would say like moderately wealthy. Like decently wealthy. I mean, yeah. they clearly had fucking servants. So yeah. They were doing pretty pretty good. Yeah. But they started out as maybe upper middle class, and then the death of their grandfather kind of plunged them into, you know, below the poverty line or whatever. Well, for both from both male figures. So first it was their father, 
And then they sort of had their grandfather taking care of them for a little bit. Oh, but a then little. It, like, but then he died, too. Yeah, and then that, like, really yeah. plunged them into, so like, they really, deeper yeah. poverty. Mm, okay. Yeah. So, um, so while they were at the University of Marburg, they were both inspired by their law professor, Friedrich von Savigny, who awakened in them an interest in history and uh, philology, and they turned to studying medieval German literature. They shared Savigny's desire to see unification of the 200 German principalities into a single state. Through Savigny and his circle of German romantic friends, the Grimms were introduced to the ideas of Johann Gottfried Herder, who thought that German literature should revert to simpler forms, which he defined as Volksposi, which is natural poetry, as opposed to Kunstposi. <laughs> no. No. Kunst. Oh, got it. Kunst, not Kunt. I mean, cunts, Bozy. <laughs> I suppose cunts works. <laughs> Doesn't necessarily sound like a bad one. Yeah, cunts, Bozy, which is artistic poetry. Uh, and the brothers dedicated themselves with great enthusiasm to their studies, um, about which Wilhelm wrote in his autobiography, the ardor with which we studied Old German helped us overcome the spiritual depression of those days. To which I say, for today... The ardor which we meme helps us overcome the spiritual <laughs> depression of our days, which is so true. And meme we shall. And meme we shall. Here they were, like, talking about, like, romantic German literature, and we're over here with, like, fucking memes, cat pictures, you know, <laughs> the works. So... At this point, the brothers went through uh, some more up and down times. Wilhelm's health was questionable at best, and they both sort of struggled to find work that really paid what they needed in order to survive. Because remember, Jacob was still financially responsible for his family at this point. Uh, Jacob did eventually take a post as a court librarian and was able to support his family, send one of his brothers to art school, and to help pay for Wilhelm's ailments. And it was during this period that they started collecting tales. Now, because German romanticism was a thing in the late 18th and 19th centuries, and you started seeing the rise in industrialization, the brothers felt the need to preserve the history of these folk tales, which is what prompted them to start collecting stories. Now, they solicited stories from all over. They even appropriated some that were not uniquely German. Hmm. Little Red Riding Hood, for instance, is a story that has been told in many variations, mostly by the French. Um, but remember that this was also Napoleonic France at the time, so they owned, like, a lot of real estate. So this idea of compiling these stories was kind of also, like, um, uh, a form of intellectual resistance. Hmm. Okay. Now... They published the first Grimm's fairy tales in 1812 with 86 stories, and it wasn't an immediate success, but they did grow in popularity with each volume. The first editions were criticized for not being suitable for children because a lot of the stories were dark and violent. Mm, read more like horror stories than fairy tales yeah and what they, we would consider to be modern fairy tales and while they weren't really initially marketed for children the title was like brothers grib fairy tales for children 
The title was <laughs> No, it was it it, it didn't it wasn't that oh, it specifically, but children. it was it did like allude to be like <laughs> children. <laughs> okay, so, interesting. Yeah. So, they, see, they Well, it they was didn't... like nursery rhymes for this and it's like it was very like, ooh, this would be for kids. Mm-hmm. So they didn't learn the lesson that we learned, which is um this podcast is not for children. It's not for children. No, not. And they didn't necessarily reiterate that. That they let their children listen to it. We do. I don't judge. We do have we do have listeners who listen to this with their children. And to them we say, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, we do. Thanks for supporting the show. <laughs> we do. <laughs> so eventually they tweaked some things and came out with child friendly editions. And it eventually was so popular. And even much later on, the Third Reich used the brothers' work to propagate German nationalism. Oh, wow. <laughs> hmm. I believe they were only ever surpassed in popularity by Shakespeare and the Bible. Hmm. They worked uh, all the way up until their death. Wilhelm died first in 1859 and Jacob in 1863. The brothers had also spent many years working on a German uh, dictionary. Uh, and after Wilhelm's death, Jacob was, um, he like never kind of recovered from that, mm. from his brother's death and sort of threw himself into the continuation of the dictionary. And he was never able to finish it, unfortunately. And, but what's interesting is the last entry he completed for the word, uh, for the dictionary was the word fruit, which if we analyze that is kind of poetic considering you know, their large body of work, mm. like being the, the fruit, like that's fruit literally of their labors. the fruit of their labors. Literally, you know, they weren't very like, like from the time that they were little to, you know, the time that they died, they really threw themselves into their work with like literature and, you know, fairy tales mm-hmm. and all of this other stuff. So, um, but yeah, so. This was kind of interesting to me because I had always heard of some of these uh, fairy tales, but I'd never like. So like when I was growing up, I had a book of fairy tales. I don't know. if Did you ever have a book of fairy tales? I did. I had, I had quite several. Yeah. So mine had like uh, it was a it was a big, thick book and it had stuff like um, uh, Rumpelstiltskin in it mm-hmm. and uh, the was the princess and the pea. Mm hmm. Um, and a bunch of other ones or whatever. So those are what we grew up n- knowing. The kid-friendly versions. The kid-friendly versions of these things. So for my first one, I'm going to get But now into... you're examining, you're examining the original horror, more horror-based. Oh, yes. Versions of the kid-friendly stories that we Learned as children. Oh, yes. Cool. Cool, cool. So, Snow White. Now, do you remember how Snow White went? So, kid-friendly version is um, Snow White uh, lives in a house with all these, like, seven little dwarves, and they're adorable, and Sleepy's the best one, Um, and... Or whichever was it? Was it Dumbo? Oh, no, Dumbo is not. Nope, that was an elephant. <laughs> who was the one? Who was the cute little um, Dopey? Dwar- Dopey was the best one. Dopey's the one I was thinking of. I think I like Dopey too. I loved Dopey. No, Very sweet. You know what? I think Grumpy was my favorite. Yeah, Grumpy is you. 
Um, so she lived with the seven dwarves and whatever. And then this um, evil witch, which I personally have a problem with said stereotype. Um, <laughs> this evil quote unquote witch uh, gives her an enchanted apple that she bites, which puts her under and she can only be awakened by true love spell. And so um, her Prince Charming comes in, gives her one big old smackaroonie on the lips. And then she's awake. And then they ride off into the sunset and it's great. And the dwarves don't have any lingering feelings of abandonment. And that <laughs> evil queen just like melted into nothingness. She's definitely not coming back around for round two. I'm going to tell you what. One thing that's not a stereotype about a witch, we some perseverant motherfuckers. Like, if we don't get you that first time, bitch, that's fine. We we circling around on an ass. It's round two. Ding, ding. Get in the ring. Like, that's let's true. go, babe. That's kind of like, you better kill me. Good. 100. Kill me 100. dead. 100. You better kill me all the way, because if not, I'm coming for that ass. That is true. Um. So... Yes, that is the uh, the Disney version um, <laughs> of Snow White, which actually the Disney version is um, it's surprisingly faithful to the Brothers Grimm okay. tales. Um, it keeps a lot of the same elements, such as the magic mirror, the poison apple, the seven dwarves, and the huntsman. Um, so it more or less follows the story. However, oh, I'm sorry, he was a huntsman, not a, a huntsman. Prince. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, um, he was a blue collar man. He was a working man. Honey. Okay. He knew how to swing that axe. Honey. Okay. Yeah. He didn't have none of them sissy forearms them rich boys had. He had them, <laughs> them muscliff arms. Yes, he did. Um, now, in the original tale, the evil queen is actually Snow White's own mother. Interesting. Okay. And not her stepmother, um, which I think is how it's often told. Is it being her stepmother? I think in the Disney version, it was just, just a random bitch. Thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think some versions, it's her stepmother. Okay. Um, but in the original tale, it was her own fucking flesh and blood mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and she orders the huntsman to cut out Snow White's liver and lungs so that she, as well as her heart. It's not just her heart. Remember, she did order the huntsman to cut out her heart mm-hmm. so that she could eat it. But no, she actually wanted her liver and lungs. She's a greedy bitch. So she can serve them at a feast. Also, it's not a kiss which awakens Snow White from her stupor when Mm. she eats the poisoned apple. Instead, the prince, quote unquote prince, is carrying away her glass coffin on horseback. And the jostling of the ride dislodges the apple from her throat, causing her to wake up. Uh-uh, this is some lost shit. This is some, like, hidden so, detail bullshit. The prince takes the coffin because he is enchanted by Snow White's beauty, but it's not exactly clear what he was going to do with her had she not awoke. I mean, for fucking sure. Like, <laughs> what, How awkward what's going is that, there? right? Could you imagine? What the, the, the fuck sudden, is going on there? What's good, prince? What hey. are you doing? Hey, hey. <laughs> Turns out I'm conscious. <laughs> um, Turns the, out you gotta pay for dinner, motherfucker. That is true. Psych. The Brothers Grimm tale also has a final nasty twist as when the evil queen attends the wedding between Snow White and the prince. Apparently they hit it off. 
She is forced to wear glowing hot iron boots and made to dance in them until she drops down dead. The the witch? Yes. Wow. What a cut. Hot iron boots and made to dance. You know what? Sounds like a celebration. <laughs> what a party. When's the cake going to be served? <laughs> I just, whoa. Let me tell you, boots. that's a wedding where you're you hoping they're sitting in... in the back, babe. <laughs> like, I want to be in the nosebleeds. <laughs> How Fuck do you even it. dance in iron boots? <laughs> that's I mean, the awkward part. Is so they're like dance and you can't really dance, but they're fucking burning your feet you ca- off. I guess you kind of just got to do like that flossing move from Fortnite. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? Because yep. that's not really like a foot heavy. You a couple of shimmies, you know? We're really working on upper body work there. True. Seeing as how we can't move our fucking <laughs> Just do feet. a little jig. She can maybe do a little bit of the Macarena. Yeah. <laughs> she she could. She couldn't do the turn. No. That's going to be a problem. So well, it's going to be a one-sided be Macarena. <laughs> she just gets the one round of Macarena. <laughs> that's it. And then dies. You know what? Hey, that's a way to Macarena. go. <laughs> so... Pretty gruesome. You can see why some kid, some parents might be like, I don't want to tell my kids that story, but you know what? I think it's a very interesting like dynamic like for her to be, story. for the evil queen or witch or whatever you want to call her, to be Snow White's uh, mom. Her own I, mother. I think that's a really interesting dynamic. Well, because that is that is a dynamic between some mothers and daughters as, as the mother ages you know, the daughter who is young and beautiful and mm-hmm. still in her prime mm-hmm. is can sometimes be perceived as a threat. Yes. And that was still the overall, like, um, motivation, but, you know, behind her yeah. wanting Snow White dead. Yeah. Um, you know, she wanted to be best looking bitch around. She wanted to be the hot one. She wanted to be that bitch or that witch. <laughs> Next up, I'm going to turn the page. This is me turning the page. Is Sleeping Beauty. Okay. Based on an Italian fairy tale, because remember, these were stories that were told to them. A lot of people um, misconstrue uh, and think that the Brothers Grimm wrote these tales. Mm -mm. That really wasn't the case. It was them collecting oral traditions. Exactly. Um, And they did make some edits and substitutions to certain things even though they claimed they did not Mm -hmm. but we're again we're just going to ignore the fact that some of these are of italian and french descent (laughs) and not german but okay anyway based on an italian fairy tale called sun moon and talia first printed in 1634 the original sleeping beauty is the titular talia titular titular the titular (laughs) you like that word (laughs) titular talia is the daughter of a great talia the tits like i just feel like it's such a like that would be her instagram name (laughs) and it's a bra store oh my god what a blessing talia's tits talia's tits Talia for Alia. Like, Talia we got a cup that fits every bowl. <laughs> I don't, that doesn't even make sense. Every bowl? <laughs> what? I don't know. I don't oh know. Oh my God. It's a struggle. What's that? What's that? A uh, uh, tisket, a tasket, a tit for every tasket? Tisket, uh, a tasket. We got a basket for every. No. We're going to stop now. No, tisket, a tasket. Um, 
We got for some every tits tit. if you ask No, no, no. It. Here we go. Tits get a tasket. Uh, you got a tit, we got a basket. <laughs> tits get a tasket. You want tits, just ask it. <laughs> anyway, we're done with that. <laughs> I think we should let that dream die on the vine. <laughs> <laughs> she was the daughter of a great lord. Wise men prophesied that Talia's life would be threatened by a splinter of flax. So her father banishes... Oh, she was gluten-free. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All traces of the plant from the house. Inevitably, Talia gets a splinter embedded under her fingernail, and she drops down seemingly dead. These fucking children, man. They gonna get into trouble. Mm -hmm. You can't hide them from trouble. Nope. If you had surrounded her with flax, that bitch wouldn't have gotten she wouldn't not have gotten one single way. fucking splinter uh -huh. for sure, for exactly. sure. So the Lord could not bear to bury his daughter, so he keeps her in his estate. <laughs> hmm. Very Norman Bates of you. Hmm. Mm -hmm. One day, a king hunting nearby finds Talia and, unable to wake her, decides to rape her. Cool. All right. So I see that's come back around. Yep. Um, she eventually gives birth to children. Huh. While being comatose. There's a coffin birth for you. Yes. And then um, one of and then she so she gives birth to children, one of whom um, sucks the flax splinter from her finger, causing Talia to suddenly wake up. How awkward. Hmm. First of all, I have some questions. Did he just like pump and go and she just got pregnant and birthed some children? Are they still attached yeah. to her umbilical cord or I, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, like you're saying like how um what was the attendance rate of this birth? Like did we have a doctor there delivering right. did she or just did birth you just a child kind of shit him out because I'm then... just trying to figure out how they the child got over. from your vagina all the way up to your finger I don't to know. suck on it I don't know. to get the splinter out. It, you know, if that's what you what you find fault with in this story, <laughs> I kind of feel like you might be uh, you might be missing some of the finer details, like the fact that she was fucking raped. <laughs> that is true. So she wakes up. The rest of the story continues to deviate from what most people know about Sleeping Beauty. But she eventually marries the rapist king. Oh, great! Yeah. Mm -hmm. After yeah. great, he great kills piece. his own wife, who was oh. jealous of Talia. Okay, okay. So not only is he like a weird rapist necrophiliac, he also is married. Yes, he is also married, Just cheating really on his wife gold as star. well. Gold star guy. Um, and his wife, uh, you know, gets jealous, tries to kill Talia, so. He kills her. You know what? That's what every girl dreams of. So, um... A man that will rape you while you are unconscious. Um, and then kill his wife so that he can be with you. Absolutely That's the level not. Of love that we want. Oh, my God. Nobody take that to heart, please. No. Of course, I'm being massively sarcastic. So, not, on. not quite the fairy tale. Happily ending. ever after after that? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Until he stumbles across another dead girl, huh? Until yeah. he stumbles across Snow White. Sure. <laughs> sure. And then that's how um, Sleeping Beauty and Snow White got beef. Mm-hmm. And then he loaded <laughs> snow in the back of a car. 
<laughs> and on the back she of woke the up Steve. because it, that was him. It's the same He's guy. He's like, damn, I just can't get a dead girl to stay dead, huh? <laughs> it was the same guy. It has to be. It's got to be. Has to be the same guy. All right. Turning the page again on our book of fairy tales. Here. Okay, Metallica. <laughs> Next up is Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. We all know Rapunzel. Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your fucking blonde hair, and I'll mm-hmm. get up. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, yep. But that's Some... actually, yeah, that's actually kind of what happened. Um, so Rapunzel is another tale of um, a couple who wanted uh, a child of their own. Um, so uh, who want a child to call their own, but with a different outcome. While the woman is pregnant, she has a strong craving for rampion. Do you know what that is? Because I don't. I know that ramps are like onions. Maybe. Like ramps are, are are little spring onions, little green onions. Well, apparently. But I don't know what rampion is. Well, apparently these grew in their neighbor's yard and her husband frequently snuck into the yard to take some for his wife. Eventually he gets caught and is forced to promise the child to their neighbor. The Dame fuck? Gothel. Let me just say. Uh-huh. Not an equal trade. Like, no. I'm just taking some of these spring onions from your yard, babe. Like, you're going to fucking take my child? What? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what was his name? That, he doesn't have a name. Oh, okay. He doesn't have a name, but eventually they were, again, forced to promise their child to Gothel, who we have heard of before. Gothel. Gothel, yes. Got it. Um, this evil enchantress locks their beautiful daughter, Rapunzel, in a tower. A tower that can only be entered by climbing Rapunzel's long golden locks. One day, the king's son goes by and figures out how to get inside. Not only the tower, <laughs> but also that pussy. <laughs> uh-huh. With consent? Yes, with, with consent. consent. Yes, My with man. consent. With consent. Got it. Um, she lets him in in more ways than one. <laughs> Um, unbeknownst to anybody else, Gothel doesn't know this, so he's coming, he's getting some in the middle of the night. Oh, he's coming. Um, yeah. And then he goes about his merry way, consensually, whatever. Bless it. Mm -hmm. Bless it. Perfect relationship. So they fall in love, Mm. and then that's where everything goes wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So when Gothel finds out, she cuts off Rapunzel's hair and banishes her to the desert where she gives birth to twins. Hmm. Then, Gothel takes her hair and tricks the prince, or the king, whoever, into thinking that she is Rapunzel. Girl, you just glue it on? Did you braid it in? <laughs> like well, she what kinda... let down the locks and uh-huh. got him to come and climb up. And when he climbed up, he saw Miss Gothel. <laughs> holding he her said, fucking scalp <laughs> holding her fucking Rapunzel's scalp how fucking scary would that be horrifying terrifying um so he became so terrified that he jumped from the tower mm. uh and essentially an act of essentially an act of suicide well. uh no actually this story has kind of a fairly happy ending so he lands in some um thorns uh eye eyeballs first Ow. Yeah, um, which causes him to go blind. Eyeballs first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Just you're lame. out in front of you. That's <laughs> like the only he's way like, I can like, see like it. he's a fucking character from old school cartoons, and when he saw Gothel, <laughs> his eyes, like, just popped out of his head, like, <laughs> and then he, like, jumped out of the tower and 
massive cartoon eyeballs were lacerated. Yeah, pretty much. Got it. So he's blind and he starts wandering around, I guess, the fucking desert. Um, and Rapunzel finds him mm-hmm. uh, and cries over him being blind and her tears cause his wounds to heal. And then they live happily ever after. And then he can see with... that she ain't got no hair. And he said, I don't like them bald ass bitches. <laughs> bald ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he said. Bald headed asshole. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. He loved her regardless. And they lived happily ever after um, with their, their children. Mm-hmm. Bless it. I'm going to tell you what, that's some real love right there. It's actually not bad. I mean, that's despite... Good. I mean, I'm so, a fan that there was no rape in this story. I'm also a fan that there was no necrophilia in this story. <laughs> so we're trending up, I would say. Yeah, so the thing is, is that a lot of that um, was taken out because of the sexual references. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, because they were fucking. Yeah, for essentially. sure. So a lot of that was taken out. Got it. Um, for the kids. Got it. Um, but, you know, we still left the rape. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's 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 child friendly. Yes. So those were a few of the well-known, just a few of the well-known tales. But there's also um, a couple here that I kind of want to get into that um, some of them might be from other... Um, Books, like not necessarily the Brothers Grimm. This one is though, and I just had to, I just had to read this because this was absolutely hilarious. So this story or this fairy tale is called "The Death of the Little Hen." Got it. The, it's de- the story of how Chick Fil A was founded. Yes. <laughs> the Death of the Little Hen is another rather short yet not sweet story, as you <laughs> might deduce from the title. <laughs> That's how people describe me. (laughs) Rather short, but not sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So one day, a little... Now, you just have to listen to this, because the way that this is written is just... (laughs) You'll you'll understand. One day, a little hen and a little cock Mm -hmm. went on an adventure to the nut hill. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So far, the story sounds familiar. The little hen finds a big nut, mm-hmm. <laughs> which she is supposed to share and doesn't. <laughs> She's a greedy. She's a greedy She's little what? <laughs> she then proceeds to choke on it. Oh, my God. <laughs> and the little cock runs to get water, <laughs> but has to jump through many obstacles to get it. What is story by the time he returns she has died (laughs) wanting to bury her the little cock sets out to do just that (laughs) and has some guests hop on the back of a cart which becomes too heavy near a stream the cart tips over and all the animals drown save for the little cock he buries the little hen and is so sad that he dies as well (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck Once again, the end. (laughs) (laughs) What is that? What is that story? I tell me about it. Tell me about it. I I know. (laughs) 
Um, yes. Wow. I want that embroidered on a pillow in really tiny font. Like, <laughs> wow. So another Heavy. one that we have here is the story of Bluebeard. Uh, this was from someone, uh, this was from a French uh, uh, guy who did fairy tales, Charles Perrault. Um, Bluebeard tells the story of a wealthy, ugly, blue-bearded man who has been married many times. Trouble is, no one knows what happens to his wives. After convincing one of his neighbor's reluctant daughters to marry him, and after she moves in, he leaves for a while. He leaves all the chateau keys in her possession, including one to a door that she is forbidden to open. Curiosity gets the best of her. She gonna immediately go up the stairs and open that fucking room. Uh-huh. She opens the room and finds the bodies of his of all his ex-wives hanging from hooks on the wall and the floor pooled with blood. The end. <laughs> That's the end of the story? Yeah. <laughs> what in the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. That's like the whole story. Like, that's it. I'm fair. There's probably more to it, but... Girl. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a bedtime story for you. Wow. Um, another famous one we have, Miss Little Red Riding Hood. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows uh-huh. this one. So, like I mentioned before, Little Red Riding Hood, this was mostly... This has been told um, in many variations around Europe, um, mostly from the French. However... Mm-hmm. Um, we all know the story, Little Red Riding Hood. She goes to her grandma's house. Um, the wolf is there, and he eats her, right? So in some tales, Little Red Riding Hood gets to her grandmother's house, where the wolf has already been. The wolf ate her grandmother and sliced her up and put her blood in a bottle of wine. Hmm. And when she goes up to her grandmother in the bed where he is described where he is disguised as her grandmother, he tells her, Little Red Riding Hood, to eat the meat and drink the wine. Who of which she does. Ugh. She cannibalizes oh, cannibalism. her grandmother. You never know where cannibalism is gonna drinks show up. her blood. And then the wolf also as her grandmother in disguise as yeah yeah in disguise as her grandmother tells little red riding hood to get in the bed with him but she has to take off all of her clothes first and when he tells her to take off each piece of clothing he tells her to throw it in the fire cuz she's not going to need it again <laughs> Uh, you know what um on some level like i appreciate that level of confidence and conviction like that's really what i'm looking for but at the same time i would really like for it not to be a literal wolf um dressed in the skin of my grandmother it's awful it's just difficult the trade-offs we have to make in life i mean you think and so yeah, that one was a little that one was a little crazy. I was like, uh, for real? Like, is that a thing that we're doing? But apparently so. That's what we were telling our kids back then. So, um, and that's kind of pretty much it. I know that there's a lot of um there's a bunch of other ones, uh, for example, like 
the frog prince, you're always told that um, the princess kisses the frog and then he turns into a handsome uh, prince. Um, But in reality, the frog is actually usually maimed in some way in order for him to become the prince. Um, I believe in the original story, the princess uh, threw the frog against a wall. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot Um, different than a kiss. Yeah, she threw him against the wall out of anger. And um, then he became a prince. In some cases, the frog is beheaded and then becomes a prince. Most of the time, like I said, the poor frog is maimed or harmed in some way. You know, I'm going to tell you what, though. If I could throw you against a wall in frog form and then you'd be a prince, I think you'd prefer that I that I do that, you mm-hmm. know? But I say that um, with all... Don't go cutting heads off frogs, people. No, don't. Please don't do it. Don't. We don't need do them. That. They eat fucking, like, spiders and stuff. We need them. That is true. We need them. Um, well, that was lovely. Yeah. I appreciate the bedtime story. Yeah. I'm I mean, very... shit's pretty crazy. Yeah. And I didn't even get even into, like, a lot of them. Because, you know, un- there's just so many. Even the fucking Little Mermaid's got some fucking crazy uh, Little shit. Mermaid's fucked. Yeah, that's one that I, I do actually know. No, that, that one deeply fucking bothers me. Yeah, man. We can't even get into that. He didn't even that. fucking... Yeah, she mm-hmm. just falls into sea foam. Some bullshit. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. If you want to stay up to date on all of the happenings with the show, you can follow us on Instagram at The Haunted Heart Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at The Haunted Heart. We tweet sometimes. <laughs> we read your tweets. So yeah. tweet us. Uh, follow us on Facebook. If you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, you can like our page and uh, get all of our content there and stay up to date on all of the latest news and happenings with the show. We also have a closed Facebook group. It's not secret, but it's closed. Um, if you search The Haunted Heart Podcast, um, you can find it. Request to join in either Kenny, myself, or a member of our Murder Mod Squad will approve you. It's very cool. Um, I would say if you enjoy listening to the podcast, the Facebook group is kind of like the next level of that. It's um, a real like community, a real family, and uh, everybody there loves creepy shit. So, mm-hmm. and everybody there has a pretty good sense of humor too. So yes. that's fun too. Um, yeah, don't forget about our live show coming up on Saturday, July 13th in Chicago. What live show? Not a live show. <laughs> Fuck me. I'm like, what have you done? Uh, no. What live show? Girl, I'm like, triggered. I'm like, not prepared. No, um, we're doing the True Crime Podcast Festival at uh, the Marriott in Chicago. It's the Marriott on uh, Miracle Mile. Uh, we'll, we will be there. Kenny and I will be there in the flesh on July 13th. We will be there all day. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in getting tickets, you can go to tcpf2019.com to check out tickets. And even if you're not going to go to the um, like podcast festival proper, if you're going to be hanging out in Chicago, we're going to need some shit to do after five. So send us your suggestions and let us know if you want to meet up. We would love to do a meetup at a local bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's it. Yeah, I think let that's us know. it. Oh, check us out on Patreon. Yeah, check us out. Hit the Patreon up. Give us some love there. Patreon.com slash The Haunted Heart. If you love what we do and you want to support the show, we would be eternally grateful. Yes. If you have um, any uh, fairy tales yourself that you'd like to send us, send it to that email, girl. If you receive any fucking crazy ass emails mentioning a fucking Caroline Zadug or Durgle, 
<laughs> Go ahead and forward them to us at thehauntedartpodcast at gmail.com. Just let us know. Listen, just forward us all of your crazy shit, and we'll more than likely read it. <laughs> Probably. I mean, I, I got a kick out of the email, so. I did, too. I'll read it for fucking sure. Definitely. All right. That's it, folks. Until next time, you better tuck yourself in nice and tight. Mm-hmm. You better reminisce upon the horrific, horrific original fairy tales and you gotta stay Stay spooky. spooky